That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestion01 on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable, the podcast. Jim here with my friends David and Nathan. How's it what going? Up? What up? <laughs> you didn't do it. You didn't do your yee yee. Yee yee. <laughs> I don't know. I tried something different, you know? Yeah. No, I liked it. It was so, so fitting. Yeah. You should be wearing, what do they call them? What do the kids call them these days? The Yeezys? Yeah. Yeezys? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, gosh. You are. How old are you? <laughs> Come on. Yeezys? Yeah. You, uh, they're Kanye's uh, sneaker line. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Hit a deer on the way here tonight. Well, a deer hit me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually had me happened to me one time. I was uh driving down the road, deer popped out, turned with me and was running next to the car and I thought, "Oh my gosh, there's a deer running next to the car." And then all of a sudden, it must have thought it could jump in front of me and turn and went wham and ran right into the side of my car. Mm-hmm. And then and I got so mad that I stopped. I backed, turned around because I was going to go run over the deer, and because uh, I was upset that it just ran into my car. Because mm, I stopped rage. and I couldn't, I couldn't open the door because it ran in right, um, you know, where the the door hits uh, open, so it dented it in. And I was so upset, and I turned around, I drove back, and it was gone. It obviously got up and ran away. So you were going to literally run over the. Well, probably deer not, but that's what I was thinking. Okay, you know. That deer didn't even look. It didn't even look. <laughs> it didn't. I had the right of way. I was on the right side of the road. The deer yeah, was not. Didn't even look. Gosh, unbelievable. These, the deer these days. Mm. What's wrong with them? Yeah. No understanding of physics whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. At all. Yeah. You got a question? I do. Um, yeah. So th- this is everywhere these days. Um, <clears throat> has been forever but but it's uh it's way more out in the open so here's the question what about racism Mm. um i guess to kick it off it it, for me it's a very um it's a very important if not the most important issue um for the world, for our country. Uh, it's something I, I mean, it just, it's something I take very, very seriously. Um, for a number of years, uh, and I may have said this in previous episodes or, or something, but for a number of years, it, it, it just baffled me. What was up with these, with people, uh, especially Christians, um, about the things they were for and the things they were against and, and the stands they took politically and the stands they took socially. And, uh, it, it was just baffling to me. And, and after just thinking and thinking and thinking and observing and reading, I mean, it, 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 it just came a day where it just occurred to me, this is all about race. This is, this is about race. 
and um, superiority and uh, keeping things not just the way they are today, but the way they were or, or their, their contention of, of keeping things, uh, you know, the way the founding fathers intended, which, you know, if you look back on it, it was, it was all about race. Man, what a, what a huge topic. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got, uh, we're going to, I'm going to bring this term up now at the, at the front of it and, and not want to dig in deep because I really think it's a smoke screen. But I mean, we, we have so many people that are opposed to, to, uh, the concept of critical race theory. Um, they're for the most part, not sure what it is. Yeah. Um, it has become a, a trigger word, uh, and a rallying point for, uh, Christians, white supremacists, Christian white nationalists. Um, and I, I, I use those terms, uh, synonymously, not like these different groups yeah. in, in my way of thinking, it's all one group. And so they're opposed to what, what, to the best of my ability to, to figure it out, they're opposed to teaching um, that the history of the United States um, didn't involve racism. Or did involve racism, I guess, might be the, the better way to put that. They don't think it involved racism. Yeah, they, they, they don't think that... Uh, how, how is that even possible? I don't know. How, it how it can, makes no sense. How can anybody who's ever paid attention to anything <laughs> think that? I don't know. It's, you know, the term whitewashing history is never been, never been more apropos. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's turning our, our back on, uh, on actual history. I mean, I, the term critical race theory, uh, I mean, I get, I get what people are saying and, and the, the concept of, of that, Hey, uh, it's systemic. In other words, our nation was founded on our nation was built on and our nation today functions on systems that that are advantageous to white people and disadvantageous particularly to black people and other persons of color and <clears throat> so i mean th- that doesn't seem like a theory to me uh that seems like yeah that's just fact yeah fact that's that's it and so uh i i saw i saw a, a post on twitter today i think the the person said hey your ancestors being terrible people doesn't make you a terrible person but you not wanting anyone to know your ancestors were ter- terrible people that makes you a terrible person. <laughs> so th- this, yeah. this could be our, our um, it seems like every week I bring up right wing watch and uh, they posted a video of this 
I don't know where he's from, but it's it's definitely. I'll hold that back a little bit where I think he's probably from. Um, but he 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 was sitting there talking about how the was he a snake handler? He was a little rural, <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's pretty well known okay. in, in on the on the circuit, and he was. Uh, in one of his sermons, he was talking about um, how, I don't know where in the world he gets this, but it was a, America was a church before it was a nation, therefore it's a Christian nation, some kind of argument based on that. I mean, I get the Puritans, but I hate to tell him the founders of Virginia were not Christians. They were probably anything but. Uh, but um, I, I thought that was interesting. So I, I just looked up while we were sitting here that there's that iconic uh, photo a photo, a painting of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. First uh, camera. First camera, yeah, in, in 1780, whenever whenever it was actually painted. I know when, the, I know when it was signed. It was 1776. Uh, but there's a painting that has John Hancock and Sam Adams and, and John Adams and George Washington, and there's 47 men, people in the men in the uh, picture, 34 all white men, by the way. Thirty-four of them were slave owners, and so to to act like it's not systemic, when in the the very Constitution that people refer to today, uh, of you know uh, the Bill of Rights, our right to bear arms, you know all those rights that we have, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, uh, in that original document, um, slaves were only considered three fifths of a person. And that was only for the the count of representatives to represent that state and Congress. So they had no, they didn't have three fifths of the rights of a white person. No, but they got counted just so slaveholding states could have more members in Congress. And well, or less. No, they would have more. Uh, they would have had more had they counted them as a whole. Yeah, but I'm person. saying I, I'm saying yeah. the, the the northern position or the abolitionist position was they shouldn't count as anything, uh, and so that's because they they were not able to vote and and so I mean even the ones that didn't own slaves were by our standards would be racist you know in the way they viewed you know the people that they stole from another continent and brought over here for slavery. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just I find that interesting that that talk about a whitewash in history. You know, uh, nobody really talk. Well, we we do talk about it, but I don't I don't ever hear hear that talked about in conservative circles when they yeah. start talking about their rights according to the Constitution. I think it brings up an interesting question too: of does religion support racism I know mine did does does when you consider everything that's written in the Bible Old Testament New Testament you know when you talk about how to handle your slaves and the Old Testament law um, and everything that goes with that um that God's people were the chosen people. 
So they were the they were they were the good ones. They were the righteous ones. They were the ones that were, um, <clears throat> you know, you could be to take the metaphor into the New Testament. You could be grafted in if you believed a certain thing and pledged an allegiance to a certain view. Um, does all of that thinking through history um, help support? in the mind of human beings, racism. Has that supported that all along? That the, that God or the Bible views certain races within humanity higher than others, that some races are being, that are low enough to be owned, um, or that some races are, could be cast out. Um, is that there and has that contributed to the history that we know it? Well, I think it's important to, to look back at the founding of um, uh, the Massachusetts colony. I mean, when the Puritans came, they a lot of their rhetoric and their language was it was they were the new Israel. They were the city on the hill. They were they were, you know, really God's kingdom on earth. That's the way they viewed it. And it's very clear from the Bible that, um, or from history, I should say, that especially Southern preachers, pro-slavery preachers, use the Bible as a weapon to to, um, try to preserve slavery. And so um, I just find it funny that everybody points to the, you know, it's founded as a Christian nation, and, you know, these pastors are, Using the Bible to, uh, to in, you know, to endorse slavery, mm-hmm. and and the argument may be, well, hey, that was, you know, that was, you know, eighteen sixties, eighteen fifties, eighteen forties, but it doesn't change that. I thought the Bible never changed. You know, yeah. I mean, it's they still used it as a weapon, and so I don't, I don't, I don't know how you can really say that um, we're a Christian nation. Uh, w- w- without connecting racism to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and, uh, you know, and maybe I should have started with this disclaimer. This discussion, we are by no means experts <laughs> on this in, in any way whatsoever. We're also three middle-aged white Yes, people. yeah, we are. White men, yeah. We are them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for the record, I, you know, I'll, I'll raise my hand and, uh, and say that I'm, I'm racist. I don't believe I'm a racist, but I believe that I have and continue to benefit from the system that hinders uh, others less fortunate than myself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, that it's most important. The beginning is, is recognizing that, you know, we have to recognize, okay, there's something wrong here. There's an issue and we need to fix it. And I think that the, the deck has been stacked in our favor so much that we're the only ones that are going to be able to fix it. Mm -hmm. 
and so uh, that you know, if I if I had one goal for this discussion today, or for anybody who who tunes in, it would be, hey, let's let's recognize that that this is a gigantic issue. Um, if and and going back to to your last question, Nathan, about religion and 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 racism and supporting and all of this, I you know, I'd, it's. It's like so many other things that we talk about, so many other topics. I don't know that it's inherent in the religion as much as it is used by those who manipulate the religion and manipulate things to control others, to oppress others, to abuse others. And so, yes, definitely that. But uh, but we need to, to see those uh, those issues, and especially this one, uh, and address it, recognize it first and then say, okay, how can we, and, and the term that, that I, I hear being used is how can we be anti-racist, you know, not, uh, not throwing a fit that somebody is saying I'm racist, you know, now I do, I, I would be offended if somebody said I am a racist, mm-hmm. uh, as yeah. if that defined me, but, but somebody pointing out that, that I'm racist, I, I'm, I can be comfortable with that. And because I know the history I've seen it, you know, I've, I've grew up in, I grew up in a town. I didn't know it at the time as a kid. I, I only learned later in life. I grew up in, they called it a sundown town. If you were black and you were caught in our town after dark, you were in big trouble. You had to get over the bridge to the, to the town on the other side of the river. Mm. Uh, uh, and I mean, you know, that, that was, that was in the sixties and seventies. Um, there was, there, there were no, uh, African Americans in my high school. Um, you know, I, I do remember as a kid wondering why, but, uh, you know, didn't understand till later on what the reasoning was. But I mean, we see that everywhere. We see that in, you know, we could get into real estate and banking. Yeah. And I mean, every, every single topic, every single area in life that limits and lines and fences and barriers have been put up. You know, I read something the other day about, uh, you know, why, uh, why does it seem that uh, the poorer sides of town are, are the east side of town? And and uh, the, their conjecture was that it was because of the way the wind blew. And so the, the factories and the smells and the of the stockyards and, and every whatever industry the town was built would blow that direction. Oh. And so... Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I've I've never heard that before. Um, that's really interesting. I, I mean, from a real estate perspective, um, you know, you referenced that. Um, it has been made uh, that it's so. It, it has been over the last hundred years so difficult for, and, and farther back than that. I'm just specifically over the last hundred years that when when white families, white men have been able to accumulate large volumes of wealth and pass some of that down to their 
to their families generationally. Um, and even if it's not cash money, maybe it's just the ability to the, the money available to get them a college education. Maybe it's just the ability to to do you know get them tutoring or whatever that is. Um, but generationally, uh, African American families have not had that the ability to do that. I mean, they've been several terms in the real estate industry industry redlining where lenders literally would not they would draw a red line and they would not lend on on one side of the red line or within that red line circle and steering, which is where the real estate brokers would steer, you know, African Americans away from certain areas of town. And uh and it's pathetic. It really is. But when everybody well it's not my fault, okay. It may not be your fault now. But the problem is generationally, you've benefited off of a racist system, and they have been uh, put down by that system. They've been, in a sense, they've still been uh, subjugated people, reduced to not having, in many cases, the education because they don't have the wherewithal to do it, and being forced to work jobs that are you know, well, well below what a lot of, of them were qualified for. And, uh, and it's just sad. And yeah. that is the true history of the United States. I love this country, but I think to really have this country grow, we have to look at it and, and start talking and speaking the truth, not in sound bites that will get you likes, but just sound bite just to, to tell the truth and say, Hey, this, this is a systemic problem. And, United States and really throughout, you know, the, I would say specifically the English speaking world where slavery was used as a, as a way to keep certain races down. And it's, it's happened all over the globe and English speakers have been the best at it. Well, and the, yeah, gosh, number, so many things rushing to my mind at the moment, but yeah. Uh, first, yes. This is uh, the whole purpose of this, the whole reasoning behind recognizing this and changing it and and making it right is so that this country will thrive and so that it will thrive for everyone. Uh, We all, you know, the... The, we need to live in a place that, that uh, you've heard the term, the high tide floats all the boats. Yeah. Well, it hasn't, but it needs to. And, it's flow uh, the yachts. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we, we need that. It's better, it's better for us. It's better for the wealthy. It's better for everyone if everyone has an opportunity to prosper and do well. So, yes, very much hopeful. I love this country too. And I, and I want to see it. I just want to see it doing well. Um, another note, a bit, you know, back to uh, another, something you said that, that got me thinking. Uh, so yes, there've been redlining and steering and all those things that, that have kept people, uh, from that, um, uh, you know, those advantages in life. But, um, <laughs> the resourcefulness of, of, of blacks in so many instances historically where they've, they've found a place and they've built something up and they've, and they've prospered and it's been doing well. And then what do we do? 
we come in and rip it to shreds and burn it. Yeah, Tulsa. Yeah. yeah. And many other places as yeah. well. You know, how many how many properties have been condemned? You know, they just in the last, I don't know, three or four months, there was a, a beautiful resort on the beach in uh somewhere in Southern California. Uh, might've been Manhattan beach. I don't know, but, but the family was just given the property back that the city had back in the fifties or sixties had condemned <laughs> and claimed as their own and made it a city park. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to, to, you know, clear it up, clean it up uh, as yeah. you see my air quotes here. Um, but yeah. And, and just instances like that, um, it breaks your heart. It just breaks your heart. I mean, it's it just, does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and then, okay, so so now, uh, third thing, um, the prosperity of this nation was built on the backs of slaves. You know, and, and, and so that not only... Not only have they been kept down from opportunity, they were used at nearly zero cost to do all the work, to do the building, mm-hmm. to do the picking, to do the bricklaying, to, to do all of that. You know, then, uh, and then the Great Migration comes, um, uh, uh, they move north, and, and they get better jobs than what slavery was, but they're not being paid what? what others were. And so, you know, just constantly throughout history. And then, and then, so we come along and we outlaw slavery, 13th amendment. Uh, there's an excellent film on Netflix, uh, called the 13th or, or just 13th. And, uh, I recommend you, you watch it. You can find it on Netflix. Uh, uh, uh silence is complicit.org has it, on that website as well. Um, but it, uh, it's an excellent film about once we couldn't use slavery, we started using the criminal justice system Mm. for free labor because, uh, in the Mm -hmm. 13th amendment, it states except for those serving time for crimes Mm. who can be used and not paid labor. And so we created an entire, industrial complex around uh the prison system and the numbers are staggering to how much that has affected uh black and uh non-whites and the uh, percentages of of um of of blacks who are behind bars as opposed to whites when you know the whites are far more numerous than the in the, in the, in the country. You know, it's funny. I was, I was, um, over the past, I'd say a couple of months, I've made it a point to, um, whenever I, I, um, pass by a car that's been pulled over by a police officer, uh, to take a look and see who's the driver of the car. So, um, it's amazing uh, how many times uh, I've passed by, and I would say it's the majority of the time by far, and that uh, 
driver of that car has been a minority. Not always black. A lot of times they're Hispanic. But it is, it's, it, you know, I wish I would have you know, done a little case study and actually documented it. It's a little tough to do that while you're driving. <laughs> but um, but I, I would say I'd be shocked if it wasn't over 50%. And, I, I, you know, I've, I've had friends that have said, you know, they, they drive a nicer car and they get pulled over all the time because they're in a car that maybe the police officer doesn't think they should be able to afford. Horrible. It's not right. Yeah. Not, not right, right at all. Not right at yeah. all. Yeah. <clears throat> I do want to circle back to, to one of the, one of the things you were saying, Nathan, about, about the Bible though. Um, whenever the book or the manual that Christian churches use to, um, to direct how they set up a church, although a lot of them don't go by that or what they preach in the pulpit or what people claim to be the most important book ever written. When the central theme of that book is that one ethnic group one race is put above another how does that not uh influence you know how does that not influence us today when i know i mean i growing up in the church i know uh a large number of christians that really believe it's that replacement theology that that the church has replaced israel as the chosen people and uh, as a part of that, it, there really is some, um, I think some, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, uh, I guess racism. I feel like if there's a word stronger than that, I would use it. But that's, I think it is ingrained in the Bible. And I think whenever you, your main manual for living your, your life or, or how you how you uh, mentor your family, or how you run a church, puts some ethnic groups above others. Uh, that's a problem. Yeah. The other thing too is is that we we all agree you can't deny the Old Testament uh, law that has um, all the atrocities that are in there. You know. You know, but. Evangelicalism has done has spent many a many a book <laughs> trying to explain that there's an old covenant and a new covenant, you know, <clears throat> you know, but also at the same time trying to justify that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Um, it, it somehow it seems like I was always trying to give God a pass in the Old Testament, the way it was written. To say, oh, that's how God operated then, but you know what? There's a new, there's a new, there's a new plan. There's a new covenant. There's a new way of doing things. That's a bet. That's a better way. And I wish I could remember the verse that talked about the new covenant. It was a better way. Um, <clears throat> but if you don't go back and look at what was in the old covenant or the old testament and go, that is bad. That is horrible. That is, 
that none of that um, what it has to do with slavery or women um, and, and everything that goes with that. But homosexuality, ob- yeah, the, exactly. But obviously, the topic is um, is um, is is race today. But like, if you do not go back there and go, I have to reject that, you know, to the core of what it is and everything about that. I have to reject that. None of that was good. None of that was um, um, usable (laughs) in human life. Um, So that's why I'm saying I think that there's this attempt to kind of, I don't know, whitewash, but it's to attempt to go, you know what, that version of God, um, you know, okay, yeah, here, let's tuck it back over here. That was old. That was the old Testament. That was the old covenant covenant. That's not who God, that's not the direction God's going anymore. And I think that that's, that's, that's a huge, um, um, that's a huge mistake. It's a mistake. It's causing because we can now still go back. People who want to go, the Bible is uh, infallible. It's it's been inspired. It's divinely inspired. There's nothing about it that was wrong. You can always go back and justify how to mistreat other human beings. Yeah. At any point in time, if you want to justify, if you want to use that, what, otherwise you would have to just go. No, I reject that. And there's nothing good of that. And if that's what God is, then I want nothing to do with that. You, you know, I heard a Christian, a Christian apologist address that, and it wasn't me, uh, address that. Um, and was talking about how... There's more than one? <laughs> yeah, there is. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, um, all of them a lot better than me. Um, see, now you... you when you interrupted me like that. Sorry, sorry. I was interrupting you. I was interrupting you. You're not (laughs) supposed to then interrupt me, so I lose my train of thought. Um, Gosh, I I totally blanked. Yeah. Man, sorry, I told you. You said apologist, uh, apologetics person said. Yeah, well, and and talking about, um, when you were talking about Justification. Yeah, justification. Yeah, there you go. Um, about the um, things that 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 God did or commanded in the Old Testament, that was the wrath of God, and it goes back to that old Romans term propitiation, mm-hmm. where God, where Jesus takes on the wrath of God, mm-hmm. and so none of that is applicable because Jesus propitiated that wrath. There's a lot of things I could say, but we have agreed to keep this as with without an E on it mm-hmm. for explicit. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but that's a bunch of uh, doo doo. Malarkey. <laughs> Hooey. Hooey. Yeah. That's a bunch of horse doo doo. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you still have a God that's beating something. Yeah. Beating someone, killing, murdering someone for a purpose to satisfy. Yeah, the law says you can be the slave, and yeah, you know, if, if he gets up within a couple of days, then mm-hmm. then the slave owner isn't you know punished. Yeah, a couple of days, seriously, a couple of days. 
I mean, I mean, it's not like it's not like it took him an hour to get up off the floor. A couple of days. Yeah. I mean, what kind of beating is that? Hmm. Yeah. Nathan, your description uh, of uh, of of Christian's attitude, uh, especially evangelical Christian's attitude towards the Bible, made it all make sense to me. Uh, the the whole race thing as well, and and the critical race theory. Um, you, you were describing it. You said, "Yeah, it's all good. There's nothing bad about it." It you know we look at this book and and this religion and all of this history, and it's all good, and there was nothing bad. No wonder <laughs> they want to look at our history that way. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's just keep on with that. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't it just blend perfectly when oh, you yeah, yeah, put yeah. it in that concept. It's like, oh. Oh yeah. It may say that, but but that's not really what it means. I mean, they they may have been slaveholders, but and it is true and and um to, to, to say that, see here, I'm going to jump in front of you real fast. Sorry. I had somebody explain to me when I was talking about the fact that, you know, unruly children were brought to the, the gate where the elders of the town would stone them, stone them to death, you know, going, hey, isn't this a reason to reject the Old Testament God? Isn't this because this was the law? This was the law that was divinely passed down. And the answer that was given to me was, well, there's no historical record that that actually ever was followed through and was ever done. Oh God. <laughs> and I was like, but, but, it, but, but it's, it's still there. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if somebody did it or not. Wouldn't God know that it was not done? It would not be done. Yeah. So why would you put it in there? So, but it, it, that, my point being that is, is that people will go to great lengths to defend really bad things, uh, of what they believe. Well, well, there are instances in the Bible where some of that was carried through. And so uh, that, that's the problem. So you could be literally killed for adultery. There have been instances in the Bible that, that, what was it? um, Phineas who stuck the spear or whatever through, through, I mean, it's, it's, it's in, it's in the word, you know, uh, Y'all can't see my air quotes in, in podcast <laughs> yeah. land, but but yeah, I mean it. So really, it, it it there is proof it happened because it's been documented in the Bible that it happened. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to make the connection here that that um, the Bible has been a divinely inspired pass to support racism. Yeah. If you want to look at it, looking at it from that view, looking at it from all of that, it's something that has, and to your point, and, and to your point, Jim, that the, how many times over history has have verses in the Bible been used to justify the actions of the the atrocities of people towards another race? Oh yeah, yeah, it, and you know, has it been used to support racism or, or has it been uh, used to create it? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Well, anybody who's who's heard the term "unequally yoked" will realize that's been applied to uh, in a racist way. 
most Christian pastors now would tell you that's between a Christian and a believer and a non-believer, but that's not how it's been traditionally used. It's been between a, a, a white man or woman and a black man or woman that is un, unequally yoked. And, uh, they, they use it for that like a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, I hesitate to even go here, but since I already started, <laughs> you've already gone, <laughs> right? Since, since I'm going. So, so here's, here's another thought, another question. Uh, how, um, how has, how has the Bible, uh, or Christianity been used to, uh, you know, this is just a, from a, another fork in your earlier question, uh, to through, uh, gosh, I'm, this is so touchy through evangelism of slaves, um, of the oppressed of the repressed, how much has that justified? Uh, how, how often have slave owners or racists used that to justify that? Oh well, I brought them to the Lord, or I introduced them to this religion. I've, I've, uh, and so there's that aspect of it. Um, uh, f- from you know the evangelical standpoint of hey, we're saving them. Uh, wasn't an old, correct me if I'm wrong, but also wasn't an early understanding within Christianity, the, um, that bringing somebody into the education of the Bible and the knowing of the Lord was to bring him them out of their savagery. Oh to, yeah, 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 yeah. To, to, to bring them up in life. They can become, now they can become better people. Uh, better citizens or better uh, whatever. I, I've heard those references before, but I'm speaking, I'm not definitely not um, an expert on understanding that. But I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Jim, because that's a great point. Um, and it doesn't just apply to, um, you know, the, the black race. You know that that's a lot of what they said was you know we're 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 bringing them from a heathen society where they can come to know Christ. I mean, a Christian society. Why they would want to follow a Christ that the um, when they're getting beaten every day, I'm not really sure, but that's kind of failed logic. Not only has it been used for that, but it's also been used for dealing with indigenous Americans. That's part of the reason why they have, you know, put them on reservations. They said, well, we can set up schools and churches, and, uh, and uh, it's, it's been used in ways as a weapon um, for some pretty horrific things to say, well, this is to their benefit. What, what would they be? They might be Muslim, but they're still in Africa. Look, we saved them from hell. 
Well, and then and then the uh, so the other side of that same coin is the so that justification uh, because look what I've done for you is uh, then then uh, then what we see happening is we see the uh, the saviors living a very violent life uh, and but then convincing and teaching the converts that uh, that. Uh, Jesus, you know, teaching the other side, the flip side of just, oh, Jesus was a man of peace and, and his reward will be in heaven or your reward will be in heaven. And so nonviolence and, uh, and all of this in order to, uh, control, uh, those that they have saved, uh, so to speak. Follow me on that one. Um, Say a few more things. I follow you on it. Okay. Uh, so Help Nathan. We'll make sure I understand this. Let me let me practice my listening skills by reciting back what you said. So see if I can. Or asked re- reciting what I asked. Okay. <laughs> uh, so w- w- what you're basically saying is is that they have continue to subjugate uh, slaves and and blacks based on a weaponization of the Bible? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, with with teachings that uh, that are on the nonviolent side of that religion mm-hmm. as opposed to what they're living, the violent side yeah. of it. Follow me? Yeah, the the the. Um, I'm trying to remember the story in the Bible that I heard that referenced. It was the um, the Samaritan story, of the Samaritan on the road, mm-hmm. and um, I remember as a kid hearing a pastor talk about that in a way that. It was almost like, see, even though he wasn't, he wasn't God's chosen, he was still valuable in some way. It was almost that, that uh, sure he was not, he was not God's best, but God can use what's not His best. And um, wow, yeah, I mean, and and that's, I don't remember what the real and uh, what's God's best. I mean, well, white people, white Americans, according to today's evangelical definition, straight white American, preferably men. Bible, I mean, you can go beyond racism. You can look at, you know, sexism. It's the same thing. I mean, women have been subjugated for millenniums uh, based on the Bible. They're mere, mere chattel property. That's all they are. Yeah. Well, uh, so what do we do? Uh, I think, you know, I, the last thing I ever want to do in life is tell somebody what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we're, we're at a place where maybe we ought to toss out some ideas. I think that, uh, I think that, 
and while we have referred to it over and over again in, in this discussion, uh, and probably incorrectly, um, man, why does race have to be a thing? I want to live in a world that race isn't a thing that, that, that it's not, I mean, it feels to me like something that was just created. Like it wasn't, there wasn't such a thing as race. We're humans. We're all human. We're all so much more the same than we are different. And, uh, man, I would love to live in a world where race wasn't a thing, where, where someone didn't think of themselves as white. You know, I, I realize I am white, but I don't need to be. It's not important. Uh, I, 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 I think that, that recognizing it, you know, having discussions like this with people you're around is important. Let's, let's see it. And then, uh, and then let's not just let it go. When we see injustice, when we see uh, some, something happening to someone else, man, we should do this no matter what color somebody is, but we should stand up for what's right and, and, and put stereotypes behind us and, 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 um, be brave, stand up, just, you know, stand up for what's right. Um, vote. I mean, that's a huge thing. Get out there and vote. You cannot, uh, and here's, again, I apologize for, for the listeners we're going to lose over this, but, um, you know, you can't vote uh, for Republicans anymore and not be saying, I want white people to rule. It's just clear. It, there, there's, no, there's no other way to look at it. I've tried. I've wanted to. There's no way you can, you can keep the people who are in power right now in power if you want change. Hmm. And, and this, this country, this world needs change. We need it Yeah. in the very worst way. It's scary to think what's going to happen if it doesn't change. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, that's going to change. It's just going to change the other way. Well, it's going to change. Yeah. And we've had this discussion before too, but uh, so not to belabor it, but yeah, the, the, the alternative is, is keeping people in power, continuing to put those people in power who literally want to destroy the world. They want to destroy it. They're looking forward to it. They want to be able to say, see, told you. Yeah. Which is supported by evangelical Christianity and, and, in times theology. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all they, wrapped up together. Yeah. They all want it all to come to a destruction because so that Jesus can save them out of that yeah. destruction. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, what do we do? I think you're, you're, what you said is great, Jim. I mean, have conversations with people, um, engage with people. Sometimes it's just, um, you know, read read some some books that really address this issue. Uh, Cast is a great book uh, to to read that really um, that really addresses the caste system 
that is within America and then compares that to the Indian caste system in India and the um, the the way the Nazis uh, treated the Jews and how they created castes with Jews and gypsies and people they consider to be um, subhuman. And it's a great book to read. There's other books to to get educated documentaries there's some certain podcasts that you can listen to but just get educated if you don't feel comfortable you know taking a stand uh in a conversation when somebody's saying something that's not right get educated where you can you can have a response for those things just like it just like second second peter 215 we should have a I can't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a defense, have a defense ready, or, a reason for or the hope that is within us. Yeah, um, yeah. written by somebody that said his name was Peter. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, sorry, I, I, that right. should not be in uh, this this podcast. That oh, was a yeah, little shot across. Yeah, little shot across the bow there. But sorry about that. Yeah, four hundred souls is a really good book as well. It's a it's a. A 400-year history, a very brief 400-year okay. history, short chapters. Hannah was read, in his reading. Now. Yes, five, you know, five years well, at a time. What's it called? It's called 400 Souls. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a compilation uh, by a number of different uh, very talented writers who, who go through the history uh, of, uh, of uh, blacks in uh, the United States mm. from the first slave ship. Oh wow! I need to. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen nineteen, I think it was. I think every person is responsible to somehow try to become better educated and better understand the current situations. Yes, um, and the history of it. We need to, a to world of anti-racist. The, the problem we're dealing with right now is that is that as we speak, people are changing history. Yeah, the insurrection was not the insurrection. The the the, the uh, a large percentage of Republicans now think that the the 2020 election was stolen, and so um, we we need to be educated to know what the history actually is. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that nowhere nowhere is it more important in our society than when it comes to um, racism and and race within this country because it is a a, uh, a, a foul history this country has in racism and targeting and and just all the things that that um, that really whites have done to continue to subjugate minorities, specifically uh, uh, African Americans. So it's just it's just it's horrible. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Uh, important, important subject. Uh, we we probably butchered it. Um, let us know how yeah. <laughs> in the comments. And uh, thank you, man. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, you're listening to that's questionable the podcast. Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at that'squestionable.com. 
That's Questionable Podcast on Instagram, or That's Question A One on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.